Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. What's up, guys? Welcome to our show. Today we discuss about case studies, how you can create your case study to win engagement, customers, get more sales. And I'm excited to discuss this topic with Joe Strauss. How are you? Good, Anatoly. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? Yeah, I, I'm doing great. You know, it's sunny day. I think it depends on your mindset. If you set up the right mindset, everything will be fine. So <laughs> it's yes. my main attitude. When I wake up in the morning, I know that uh, my mood depends on me and nobody else, uh, any circumstances. Yeah, sometimes things, uh, things uh, really are hard you know for example like we have in ukraine right now but yeah it's life we can go ahead uh before we start just uh tell more about yourself experience background because we spoke once on my podcast i'm excited to learn more from uh, your experience and get more valuable insights sure well i started as a freelance writer a little bit over two years ago and uh, since then, I've kind of been evolving and moving my business forward, uh, looking for better ways that I can help people. Um, I was offering a whole menu full of different uh, copywriting services, such as blog writing, articles, uh, website copy, uh, social media, uh, all that sort of thing. And uh, you know, I just wasn't getting a whole lot of response, so I decided to narrow my niche. And that's kind of where I'm at now with my business. I'm offering uh, one single product, and that's case studies for businesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think focusing is the best attitude ever. You know, when uh, copywriters, uh, it doesn't matter what type of occupation, if uh, some experts pay attention to many different topics, it's hard to call them experts you know because even in marketing field we have uh, someone who is responsible for organic reach for paid marketing we can divide them uh, organic reach like social media seo uh, webinars case studies so yeah i, I agree I, I like this approach uh, when you pay attention to one topic you can get much higher results uh, because of your experience and practice okay uh, i'm interested in the first question uh where to start? For example, if someone wanna uh, uh, craft their case study, uh, what to do first, uh, the second, uh, the third step, and why uh, businesses need to do it? Okay. Uh, well, if people are going to hire you for your service or your product, uh, they need to trust you. And they don't know if they can trust you or not, so they have to figure out if they can believe you. Uh, one way you can get around that issue that the customer has of figuring out if they can believe you is to provide them proof of why they should trust you. And that's what a case study is. It's uh, social proof of how you've helped other people just like them solve problems and issues and help them to uh, reach more success. So that's the benefit of the case study. It gives you proof to give to leads so that they know that they can trust you to do what they need you to do for them. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that it's not simple to write a case study. Uh, I know uh, many businesses still uh, 
uh, you know, they try to estimate copywriters uh, or uh, journalists uh, by number of symbols. You know, I'm not good. It's a good idea uh, today because uh, uh, it's better. Uh, I think uh, experienced writers know uh, how to charge because of their experience, and it takes time to research to find the right data to uh, combine all this information to filter out to find. Uh, necessary data for any niches and craft uh, uh, really good stuff can you tell uh, how uh, the process looks like for example uh, uh, how do you uh, research this information how uh, to find uh, what is important and uh, uh, to create logic structure uh, uh, yeah for your uh, client okay. sure um, and I take a little bit different approach to it, which I think is a more effective approach. Um, I think the power of a case study is telling a real story, not just data you pull off the internet and Google search and this, that, the other. Anybody can do that. What makes a good case study for me is when you put me in touch with your client or if you're doing it yourself, you get in touch with the client that you were really able to help and were really happy with what you did for them. And basically you're going to ask them a series of questions that will allow you to write the story of your customer's journey from uh, what their business is, uh, what opportunity or obstacle they had, uh, why they chose you versus your competitors. Uh, they'll talk a little bit about the process of working with you. And then they'll talk about the results of what they were able to realize because they worked with you. And then you let finish up with some quotes about what really stood out to them as great having worked with you and uh, a call to action, whether it's, you know, uh, if this sounds like you, you know, come visit my website or get on my calendar or send me an email, whatever you want people to do after reading that case study. Uh, you know, the, the, the thing is you're taking what your actual customer said and you're writing the story from start to finish so that when somebody else reads it, they can say, oh, my business is just like that. I'm having that same issue. I'm having that same opportunity. And, oh, here's how Anatoly was able to help this person just like me get from where they were to where they wanted to be. And that's what I want. So I should hire Anatoly. And here's how mm -hmm. I can do it. I go to his website. I give him a call, whatever that is, that call to action is. So that's to me what a good case study is. Uh, the results should have some data and some statistics in there so people can see what actual results were realized. But beyond that, it's more having those actual quotes that you can take from your customer that said, Anatoly is great. Anatoly helped me you know, get more sales. Anatoly helped me get more exposure to people through his podcast, You know, whatever it may be. Uh, but it's basically just a story. A real story, mm -hmm. though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love storytelling style. By the way, you know, uh, I wrote my story uh, on Friday uh, and submitted the story on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, I got over 20,000 subscribers from one single story. You know? Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's amazing. You know, I can tell how I did it. Uh, the first thing uh, uh, I decided to share my real experience because when I read marketing books about uh, filming content, uh, most of them proclaim you need to create high quality stuff. You need to create so valuable content. But I disagree with that. I can explain why. Because, you know, when you have no experience, how you can film awesome content without experience. And most content creators give up uh, after uh, first attempt. 
um, I remember a few studies that share that uh, content creators don't film the second video because uh, they can't get results from the first. They can't create perfect content. Uh, I don't know. Uh, how it's possible to create perfect content, especially with my pronunciation, you know, my way of speaking. But, you know, uh, I had experience to do it. Uh, that's why I usually uh, spend so much time to film, to live stream, to communicate with others, uh, to create short format, uh, long format, medium format, many different formats. And um, I wrote the story uh, how I actually get customers sales uh, by filming a lot. And uh, after submitting the story on LinkedIn, uh, um, uh, LinkedIn post, it, it's called, and uh, uh, LinkedIn asks you, uh, do you want to send the story to all your followers? And yeah, yeah uh, I, I sent the story to all my followers. And for uh, like uh, after five hours, I check out how many people subscribed. That was more than 10,000 people. And uh, for a few days, like uh, Saturday and uh, uh, Sunday, I got additional 10,000 subscribers. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, th that was my yeah, that was my story. Uh, nothing special. Uh, I shared my story, my vision, how you can uh, get high results uh, by filming videos. Uh, it doesn't matter what kind of benchmark you have. You need to do what you love. And I, I like filming videos. By the way, when I started uh, to film videos, my first video, you know, I felt that it's better to break my leg than uh, film a video because I scared camera to to death, you know, I, I, I never thought that I, I, I can do it. But uh, uh, at that time, I analyzed that it's better to film videos because uh, uh, if you have long plan strategy, uh, Gen Z and Millennium uh, are they, they prefer to consume video content more than uh, any other formats. So, yeah, I decided then I, did, I need to jump to this board. Uh, uh, and uh, that was hard to create any quality. But when you create quantity, you can improve quality step by step, like uh, increase yes. uh, uh, experience. You can get uh, confidence, you know, by filming videos. So it, it, it takes time. It's the same like uh, any other sport. For example, if you are talking about uh, sportsmen, uh, soccer players, mm -hmm. they usually play every single day. We can see the results on the competition when we are visiting uh, soccer matches, you know, or watching on TV. It's the same with writing. I think you need to write a lot if you want to improve your quality of writing or film a lot. And uh, I don't care about uh, results in the first stage. Even, you know, um, I think uh, you can fail a hundred times. But uh, when you yeah. get this experience, you can overcome many of your competitors who uh, pay attention to the quality from the first video. Yeah, it's my vision. And uh, after submitting this story, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, probably it's my research. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. I didn't spend so much time to research, uh, to write this article. Uh, like a few hours, uh, I did it, uh, a thousand words, and yeah, uh, 20,000 people subscribed to my uh, LinkedIn Plus. So if you want to use this feature, just write your article. And for me, it's better to write the best article, simple, and uh, online research. Uh, and uh, share this article and send to all your connections and followers. You can get subscribers as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, I think people actually on a certain level might even prefer an imperfect 
imperfect article or imperfect piece of content because they can relate to that. You know, everybody mm -hmm. makes mistakes in the work that they do and it makes you mm -hmm. authentic. You know, it's not a perfect polished piece and people, I think people are more comfortable that with that to a certain extent than having a perfect piece of content necessarily. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. you, want, you want it to be as best as you can do it, but at the same time, you know, uh, mistakes give a character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have I have the question about uh, researching a topic that you don't know. For example, if you have a client, uh, and uh, let's uh, take the topic weight loss supplements. For example, yeah, uh, and the client, okay. uh, uh, your client is selling weight loss supplements, uh, and uh, if you have no experience with that, uh, how to create a case study about weight loss supplements without experience? Uh, well, again, my case study, if my client was a weight loss supplement company, mm -hmm. uh, my process would be getting in touch with that weight loss uh, supplement company and uh, having them put me in touch with clients that they've helped. And then I would tell the story of how they helped those clients. Uh, so that would be how I would do my research because I like using the the real quotes and the real words of people that have really been helped by your company, in this case, a weight loss supplement company. Um, I think that's much more powerful than just quoting statistics that anybody can find on the internet. Uh, it makes it unique. It makes it original content, which is always valuable. Um, if you're just saying the same thing as everybody else in the weight loss supplement industry, why would should anybody pick you? There's nothing special or different about you. But if you're putting uh, original, unique case studies out there that both tell the story of how you've helped people just like the people that you're trying to help and sell to now uh, and doing it in an original and unique way, I think that's gonna be much more powerful than just saying our product uh, on average helps X number of people lose X amount of pounds uh, in a kind of general way. I think having that real authentic genuine case with the real words and quotes of people you've really helped uh, is a much more effective route Mm -hmm. uh, I like in your reply that you mentioned a few times original, unique, original, unique. And <laughs> so, you know, I, I agree with that. Completely agree with that. Uh, can you tell more? Uh, for example, uh, how uh, to create original and unique content? Because, you know, uh, I often see when copywriters just rewrite existing content, they open the top 10 results uh, and uh, rephrase, use different sentences, synonyms and something like this. Uh, I'm not good. Uh, I'm not sure it's a good idea. Yeah, uh, It's better to uh, create something new. Can you uh, provide more about uh, uh, how to create this original and unique content? Sure. Um, I think it's a matter of one, well, one great source, uh, you know, like we've been saying, is your client experiences. Uh, that's what I like to use for the case today. But it, for content in general, uh, I think you need to draw from your own experiences uh, as a business owner, as a podcaster, as a content creator. Like if you were creating content for yourself as a content creator, uh, what have you? Just tell your own story. Tell the story of how you got started as a content writer what you did right, what you did wrong. You know, if you're drawing from your own experience, no one else is going to ha have had that experience. And that's uh, by definition going to be unique and original because no one else in the world has had the same experience as you. So that's a great place to look for uh, uh, unique and original content uh, 
is your own personal experiences and your business experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell how to provoke trust? You know, when you craft uh, original content, and uh, uh, for example, uh, I often see when webmasters create content, uh, but uh, when uh, I'm reading this content, I'm not feeling trust uh, of this case studies uh, because uh, uh, it smells like fake or uh, unreal uh, but I think uh, it's possible to provoke the trust feeling uh, when you uh, share the right data can you tell more uh, how, uh, from your experience how to improve trust uh, in your case studies sure uh, again I go back to my process and focus on using actual people on actual cases, actual quotes, actual words, actual results. It's not just statistics and uh, numbers and industry data. I mean, these, and the thing is, in the case studies that I write, uh, the people's names are there, the client's names are there, there are links to the client's websites there. So you can actually go and see these people and you can reach out and contact these people and say, hey, did this really happen? And they'll talk to you. Um, so that also provides a good marketing piece for the clients of the people that hire me because then every place that case study goes that is free marketing for the person that is the focus of the case study or the business that's the focus of the case study so they're getting free marketing out of it so it's well worth their time to do it as well um Mm -hmm. in terms of another thing that i think is important when it comes to case studies and making them uh believable and building trust is you need to know who your target audience is because then you need to pick a case that will speak to that target audience, right? So if your target audience is business owners, well, you'll want to do a case about business owners because then the business owners that you're trying to uh, talk to with the case study will be able to relate to the story. So you want it Mm -hmm. to be relatable to your audience. You know, if you think of any great movie or book that you've ever read, there's always a character in there that you can relate to, right? That you can say, oh, you know, that's kind of like me. And that's why you love that story or that movie. Same thing with a case study. If you write it with the character or the focus on someone who is just like the target audience that you want to reach, that's going to make it relatable, interesting, and uh, believable for that audience. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I think uh, today we need to create content for uh, human, not for uh, search engines, not for <laughs> any other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, you That's know, right. uh, I think uh, about case studies, uh, uh, no, they, uh, I like them because they get, uh, you know, like earn even uh, natural links, backlinks, you know, because journalists can link to this content. And even uh, it's more important than uh, uh, getting traffic, you know, for a website when you have mm-hmm. uh, case study. And um, uh, it can, um, uh, it, it provokes trust, it uh, creates authority, and uh, journalists can uh, link to these case studies. Can you tell more about how to create linkable content from your experience? Uh, sure. Linkable content needs to be, you know, I, you know, I'm kind of like you, I, I, I don't like the idea of writing for the machine in between people, right? Cause mm-hmm. business is just people. It's you and me. When we, when we do business, it's just you and me. Yeah. The computer might be in the middle, but that's just a tool. So the content needs to be something that is going to 
talk to your audience. So it comes down to your audience, really. Anything you write, any content you create, it's all about the audience. Um, in terms of case studies, uh, what's great about them is that they are very, uh, uh, what do I want to say? Um, you can use them in lots of different ways. You can put them on your website. Mm -hmm. You can put them in a PDF. You can use them as downloadable as a free uh, uh thing for your customers. You can put them uh, into email uh, <clears throat> campaigns. You can print them out. You can make flyers out of them. Uh, you can put them in your social media. You can put them just about anywhere. And uh, mm -hmm. they're, uh, again, they're, I think they're better, almost better than uh, testimonials because testimonials are, you know, two or three sentences. And yeah, they say good things about you but they don't necessarily paint the picture and tell the story where your audience will be able to see themselves in the place of being one of your clients. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell how case studies can help to sell products? Actually, uh, you know, for example, we can earn backlinks, we can earn some trust authority because we share the studies. But what about sales? Because in the end, we want more sales. Uh, can you tell how uh, to submit this uh, content? Uh, for example, um, no, uh, many online shops, they usually have some e-commerce content yeah, uh, for sales purposes. But most customers don't buy from unrecognizable brands. They want to get value first. So key studies can help with that. Uh, testimonials can help. Uh, can you tell how to interlink this content with e-commerce pages uh, to get uh, much higher results and where to submit case studies in blog or any other uh, parts of uh, content? Because I, I found that many uh, companies, uh, websites, they usually uh, submit case studies uh, in the bottom of the page or uh, to in the structure you know, of their websites uh, from your experience, how to do it? Um, I think a good way to do it uh, would be to identify the different parts of your uh, your different target markets because you're probably going to have more than one target market and uh, generate at least one or two case studies for each of your different target markets. And then, uh, you know, uh, a good case study is going to run anywhere from 500 to 1,000 words. So it's going to take up some real estate if you're putting the whole thing right on a page or something like that. So you might want to include it as part of an overall marketing piece for a certain aspect of your market. Say uh, real estate brokers were somebody that you were part of your market, one of your target markets. So uh, you might say something like, are you a real estate broker that's looking for uh, you know, more exposure through uh, podcasts? Well, read this case study uh, about how I uh, you know, was able to help someone just like you. And then you could have a link to the case study. You know, I don't think you want to uh, put a full case study because they tend to run you know, about three pages once you include all the graphics and the formatting and design and everything. Because it's real slick. It's a real good looking thing. It's not just text on a white background. You know, it's a real good looking polished document when it's all said and done. Um, mm -hmm. But... Uh, you know, I think you, what you'd want to do is have it available uh, for people to uh, access it uh, when they're looking for reasons to uh, trust you to help them with their business.
Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, let's talk about the structure. Uh, no, uh, I often see when the blog content has the same structure, uh, headline, the intro, the main part with subheadings, conclusion. Uh, and uh, what about case studies? What kind of structure is better to create, uh, provide more insights about that? Sure. Um, the structure that I tend to use, uh, again, is kind of like a story, you know, has beginning, middle, end. Uh, where the beginning is kind of all about the company that the case study is being written about. So what's the name of the company? What's the name of the person at the company? How long have they been in business? What industry are they in? What are their products and services? Uh, and who are their clients? So that kind of, then people can see that first and say, oh, that's kind of like my company. So then they're interested to learn more, right? So then mm-hmm. you go on to why did you pick Anatoly uh, to help you? And so then there's a, there'll be a, a, a part about uh, what made Anatoly different from uh, other uh, people doing the same thing that Anatoly does. You know, so that's the next part. Why does Anatoly stand out? Why did you choose him? Um, from there, you go into how did Anatoly help you? Uh, what were you facing? What were your obstacles or your uh, uh, opportunities? Uh, and uh, what happened? while you were working with Anatoly. And then there's the, that's kind of the, the middle part, right? How he helped you, why you chose him. And then the uh, ending part is here are the results. Here's how we were better after working with Anatoly. And here's what you need to do next. Here's the call to action. So you have the beginning, makes it relatable. This company is just like me. Uh, the middle, uh, why you hired Anatoly, what made him great, uh, how he helped you. And then the ending, uh, here are the results. Here's how much better we are, and here's how uh, you get in touch with Anatoly. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, love it. Uh, can you tell more about uh, retaining audience? Uh, uh, once I read a book, uh, uh, Josh Sugarman wrote this book about uh, retaining audience longer. And by the way, Josh Sugarman is one of the best marketers uh, ever, you know, paid marketers. And he wrote this book in the 70s, you know, many years ago. But today, many of his points are great uh, because uh, he wrote uh, that you need to retain the audience longer because if people read the whole content, uh, the chance that will buy um, increase a lot. Uh, can you tell how to retain audience uh, after reading your case study? Because I know that many case studies uh, can be boring. You know, uh, when you check out studies, you can uh, see some uh, generic numbers or uh, not interesting stuff. But uh, can you provide from your experience how to retain longer and uh, give a strong reason to consume the whole content? Um, well, I think in the way that I do it, it's, it uses kind of the storytelling framework. So like I said, there's a beginning, middle, end. Uh, you know, you have the beginning that uh, kind of makes it relatable. And then you also have the obstacle or opportunity, which also can be relatable. And by that point, uh, they're probably invested enough. They want to read the rest. They want to see how you helped them, what the results were, and then, you know, how to get in touch with you. So I think just that structure itself uh, lends itself to somebody reading it from beginning to end. Um, and like I said earlier, I don't necessarily clog it up with a bunch of data and statistics and things like that. The results section should have some hard data because, you know, people want to know, you know, if I hire Anatoly, you know, what does this mean in terms of dollars and cents? Will it really be, you know, what's the, what's my return on investment? So you want to have some hard data in that section so people can see, you know, 
the dollars and cents returning on investment. Um, but the rest of it, you know, you just tell it in a conversational way. You include real quotes from the real people. Uh, and you just, uh, you know, when you get done writing it, before you push it out there into the world, read it and mm -hmm. ask yourself, you know, would I read this from beginning to end? And if the answer is no, maybe go back and you do some editing. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, uh, I'm interested about ideas. How to find ideas for case studies? Uh, do we need to share only about our previous experience with customers, or we can uh, submit something new, interesting uh, that relates to our niche or uh, about new techs uh, that will come soon? Uh, provide more insights about that. Uh, yes, there are different ways that you can do case studies, uh, but the uh, prior client uh, angle is kind of the one that I've taken writing the case studies that I, I do for my clients. I just think that that's the most effective way. Is Again, it goes back to original mm -hmm. and unique content. It makes it relatable. Mm -hmm. It's real. It's authentic. You know, those are all things that are, you know, kind of uh, buzzwords right now. So mm -hmm. I think uh, those are all good reasons to go that route. And, you know, that may not be the route for everybody. And there are copywriters and case study writers that will do other uh, processes and structures. Uh, it's just not the way that I approach it. Mm -hmm. Got it. Uh, is it enough to write case study and submit on website or uh, do we need to promote uh, case study as well to get uh, higher results? What do you think? Um, I kind of feel like the case study is kind of further down in your sales funnel. You know, once they get to that decision point of, okay, do I want to hire Anatoly or do I not? That might be the last piece that pushes them over the edge because then I'll give you the social, give them the social proof they need to say, okay, I'm just like this person. I trust Anatoly because Anatoly helped this other person just like me. Where's that, you know, where do I sign on the line? So it, it, it's kind of like further down in the sales funnel. So once you get somebody almost to the point where they're ready to decide yes or no to hire you, that's where you might want to introduce the case study to them as just one more piece of why they sh should trust you. Mm -hmm. uh, no, when I check out your profile on LinkedIn, I found that you have extended experience about uh, writing. Uh, uh, and uh, I often get this question from my audience, uh, how to improve writing skills. Can you reply to this question? Yes. Uh, write more, read more. The more reading and writing you do, the better you're going to write. Uh, it's like anything else, ride a bike, play a sport. The more you do it, the better you're going to be. Um, write conversationally. If you don't, if you write something and it doesn't feel like something you would say if you were standing right in front of the person, maybe that's not the way you want to write it either. You know, make it feel just like a conversation because it really is a conversation, even though it's written. It's still just me saying something, putting it somewhere into content, and then you picking up that piece of content and reading it. So it's still just a conversation between two people. So I would say try to be conversational. Um, and write like you talk, write like, you know, you would, uh, speak with another person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I can explain why, because, you know, for example, um, it's not enough if you read a book, how to play soccer, 
or tennis and uh, be a good player you need to play uh, you need to train and spend some time uh, on the field you know sporting field uh, it's the same with writing if you don't write you can read a few uh, many books how to write but if you don't write actually <laughs> you can't achieve high results and great book offers usually write plus thousand words a day uh, for me it's hard to find this time i i want to write plus thousand words a day but it's really hard to find this time and that's why uh, my main focus is not to be the best uh, writer in the world uh, but if i have this purpose you know <laughs> i spend so much time with that uh, so it depends mm -hmm. on priorities because uh, i know mm -hmm. that some uh, someone uh, hates to write and uh, yeah okay just record audio podcasts uh, film videos it's up to you it doesn't matter what kind of uh, mm -hmm. directions you have but it's better to uh, practice and train skills that uh, where you feel uh, much better you know where you want to get results uh, i want to ask you about the future what kind of future uh, are you expecting from uh, case studies uh, because you know uh, it's interesting that uh, many uh, uh, people proclaim that SEO is dead, marketing is dead, uh, many other stuff is dead. But, you know, uh, what about case studies? What do you think? It will be dead one day or uh, it's growing and uh, businesses need to pay attention and create case studies today? You know, um, I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they're going to be around forever. Uh, you know, we've been writing since we figured out how to paint pictures on cave walls. I think we're always going to write. That's what people do. Um, I think that the fact that even though video is so popular now and all these other forms of communication, audio are so popular right now, but people still write and people still read kind of proves that even though all these other forms of communication come around, writing is still what people do and, you know, reading and writing is, is, it's just part of who we are. So I don't think that that's going to go away. I think that businesses that use case studies, uh, are going to be more effective in turning leads into clients because not all businesses use them and they do kind of provide that last piece of social proof that can push someone over the edge into a, a decision to uh, make a purchase. So I think businesses that uh, use them will profit from them. And I think that uh, that's one reason that they'll always be around because they'll provide a competitive edge to uh, those who choose to use them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I'm interested to learn about uh, testing, uh, how we can test that results are good with case studies. Uh, and, uh, you know, for example, uh, uh, I created many times uh, content that uh, didn't get high engagement, didn't get results. Uh, it's hard for me to count uh, how many times I failed with creating content, but you know, I got experience and uh, for me, 80% of my content works well, so uh, I can get results from that. Can you tell how to analyze your case studies? Uh, that you, uh, that was written good, uh, the results will be great, or uh, it's better to uh, edit, uh, to change something uh, and uh, yeah, to provide another case study yeah provide more insights about that um in terms of uh, measuring the success or impact of case studies in overall marketing i think one easy way to do it is just to uh ask your clients you know hey you know like if i wrote a case study for you anatoly uh, when you next time you get a sale, just ask them, hey, what was what what went what went into your decision to buy from me? 
and see what they say. Mm -hmm. Was it the website? Was it your social media? Was it the case study? Uh, so just do your market research, you know, ask your clients just and see what they say. For me mm -hmm. to do uh, uh, market research on uh, the value and the results of my case studies would be to go to say, again, if you were my client, go to you and say, Anatoly, it's been a little while. Uh, you know, I wrote a case study for you. Uh, I hope you've been using it. Have you seen any results? Have you gotten any new clients because of the case study? And then you either say yes or no, and how many, and then I've got my market research. I think that's the best way to gauge it, just to, you know, ask questions and uh, do your research. Mm -hmm. Yes, love it, love it about uh, asking the right questions, because I think the era of lazy marketers is that, you know, uh, when someone wanna get results from uh, one tool or uh, without asking clients. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, many webmasters, they usually open SEMrush, Ahrefs, uh, find keywords, and that's it. You know, it doesn't work. Uh, you need to uh, communicate with customers, to ask sales department, uh, to communicate on social media, even to go to the shop, uh, I don't know, to, to drink coffee with your customers and uh, to learn from them. I know that CEOs of big companies usually... Uh, uh, find their customers uh, offline, uh, spend time with them, learn their pain points. And uh, yeah, uh, after that, they can create much better uh, content or uh, products for their cl clients. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, I have the question about uh, simplicity. Can you tell um, how is important to uh, create simple consuming content uh, in case studies. For example, uh, when I write, I usually write the draft and then edit a lot because I, I want to simplify experience of my readers. Uh, and uh, I, I usually use uh, short sentences. What about case studies? Uh, do we need to simplify content or uh, that's good, you know, to use uh, long sentences? Yeah, tell more about that. I think simpler is better. You know, I think simpler mm -hmm. is better. Um, you know, as long as you can still tell the story you want to tell, uh, simplify it as much as you can. Uh, it's going to make it mm -hmm. easier for your reader. It's going to make it more digestible. It's going to make it more effective. Mm -hmm. You know, you what, don't want to throw around personalization. A... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. I was just going to say, you don't want to throw around a bunch of jargon and words that uh, people just don't care about. You know, it's just going to mm -hmm. make you look like you're trying to impress people and it's not really going to do anything good for you mm -hmm. what about personalization uh, in paid marketing we usually uh, uh, create a buying persona and set up the right uh, message uh, on facebook ads or uh, google ads uh, yeah customize the message because you know if you sell to everyone you sell to nobody you know uh, yeah mm -hmm. uh, and what about case studies how to personalize experience of uh, customers in case studies uh, the way that I am going about it right now is when I am in a one-on-one -on -one meeting with someone discussing, you know, how I can help them with a case study, uh, I usually ask the question, uh, how many target markets do you have or who are your target markets? And then go into the discussion of, well, you probably want to have at least one, maybe more case studies for each of those target markets so that when you are marketing to that segment of your market, you'll have a case study that speaks directly to them and their needs and their desires and, uh, you know, the obstacles and opportunities that they are facing. So uh, I approach it based on uh, your segments of your target market in terms of personalization in order to make it relatable to whoever might be reading it.
Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, love it. Uh, thanks a lot for all your insights. Uh, yeah, you know how to share value with my audience. So that's why <laughs> I invited you the second time. Uh, welcome back anytime. You, uh, when you have this time, we can uh, share more topics. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Sure. Thanks, Anthony. It was great coming back. I love the fact you asked me to come back, and I love the fact that I had some new information for you and for your audience. This has been great. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, just my name. Uh, I'm over there. Uh, I have uh, my main website, which is jefftherwriter.com. And then I have my new website for case studies, just case studies. And that's the website, justcasestudies.com. And that's all you'll find over there is case studies. Okay, nice. You can, uh, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Love it. Uh, yeah, we are like family, you know, because we did it two times. I think we will do it three times as well. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.